It was not an ideal day today for your Chicago Cubs. The St. Louis Cardinals beat the Milwaukee Brewers by a score of 5-1. to one. And although John Lackey pitched adequately, the Cubs offense just couldn't seem to get it going. So after today, the magic number still remains right at 7. Welcome to today's edition of the Curse Reversed Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jesse Friedman. And this offensive lack of production has really been a trend over the last few days for the Cubs. And if you look at their last three days, I totaled up some numbers. Here's what I got. Over the last three days, the Cubs offense is 10 for 87 at the plate. 10 for 87 between those three games. That means they're averaging a little over three hits a game over these last three games. And that's a batting average of 115, a literally a 115 batting average from your Cubs over these last three games. And over the course of a long season, these kinds of streaks, I think, are inevitable. I think this might go a little deeper than that. Because if you look at a team like the Houston Astros, who they've played for the last couple of days now, the Astros have a whole lot to play for right now. If you look at the standings, the Astros, pretty much every game for them at this point is a must win because they're right in the thick of an extremely close wild card race. They really don't have a chance to catch the Rangers who are up by nine and a half games in the AL West right now, but they're only two and a half games out of the wild card picture right now at 75 and 67, but they have three teams ahead of them or actually make that four. They have four teams ahead of them. They have the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the Yankees, and the Tigers. And again, only two and a half games out of the playoffs right now. But they're in a situation where literally every game is a must win for the Astros. If you look at your Cubs right now, the Cubs are ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals in their division by 15 games. The Cubs don't exactly have even half of what the Astros do to play for right now. There just isn't that same must win motivation that happens in the Cubs locker room at this point. And I don't think Joe Madden would let that attitude dominate, but I think it's really just human nature. That if you're not playing games that are absolute must-win, if you're playing games that are, at this point, well, frankly, quite meaningless, your team probably will not have as much success as it would if every game were a must-win type of a game like the Houston Astros are doing right now. So I don't think this is a cause for concern. I think this is just part of the game of baseball in a long season. You're going to have these kinds of moments. But the offense has been a little bit worrisome over these last few days. And the Cubs offense, as much as it's been great this entire season, I don't want us to start thinking that it is completely infallible. That there's no way that this offense could stumble in the playoffs, or even now. I don't think the Cubs offense is as good as it's performed this season. You have had a lot of guys up and down this roster who have come out of nowhere and done some great things for the Cubs. We saw Dexter Fowler basically carry the offense through the first month or so. Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant have been phenomenal. I think we... 
really predicted both of them to do that, although maybe we didn't see Chris Bryant jumping onto the MVP scene this quickly in his career. But I think we expected great things from those guys. But when you look at the rest of this lineup, there really aren't that many names that I think terrify too many opposing pitchers. Miguel Montero is in the lineup today. Wilson Contreras, who's a solid hitter, although he's a rookie, so I'm not sure how much they would count on him in a playoff situation. Jason Hayward has been a disaster all season. We're going to talk about him a little bit later in this episode. Javier Baez, I think, is uh, is a solid offensive player. I don't think he's anyone who you can really count on for consistent production. Same story with Tommy LaStella. The Cubs have a lot of guys up and down this roster who are not really guaranteed producers. And when I mean guaranteed producer, what I'm talking about is a player who is a great hitter and who's been doing it for a long time. If you look up and down this roster... I think Chris Bryant, you would include in that, even though this is only his second year. I think Anthony Rizzo, you would include in that. Outside of those two guys, I don't know if there's that player on this team. Ben Zobrist is probably the closest third candidate. And he's a career 266 hitter with a 788 OPS. He's always been a good hitter. But I don't know if Ben Zobrist is really a guy you would consider to be a great hitter by any stretch of the imagination. And I think this is perhaps a cause for concern down the road. And I'm not talking about this particular slump that they're in right now. I think these things could happen even to any offense, even to the best offense in the league. These kinds of things do happen where you just struggle for a somewhat extended period of time of three games where the bats just never really click. But I don't think we can buy... What a lot of people are selling, that the Chicago Cubs offense is the best in the National League. I don't think that's actually true from a talent standpoint. But there are a few guys in particular that I want to focus on in this episode. Three guys that I haven't really mentioned yet. The first one is Addison Russell. Addison Russell is the kind of guy who can have a substantial offensive impact, even if he's only hitting 240. And he's shown that both last year and this year. There's something to be said for a shortstop who's on pace for 100 RBIs. That's a big deal. But is Addison Russell, has he established himself as that presence that you can count on year after year? I don't know if he's there yet. Here's the deal, though, with Addison Russell. When it comes to the future, if we're looking beyond this season, Addison Russell had a career minor league OPS of 897. He hit 301 with a 377 on base and a 520 slugging percentage. And although you look at his 243 career batting average, he has almost exactly the same batting average last year as he did this year. But looking at those numbers, I don't think we're going to conclude that Addison Russell is going to be a 243 hitter for the entirety of his career. I think this guy is more special than that. And the fact that he's found a way to drive in 100 RBIs this season, despite having an OPS that's only slightly above average, is pretty impressive. Addison Russell brings a lot of value to this team. And I don't think you can take for granted how much of that is defensive value, right? He has 2.3 defensive wins above replacement and 2.5 offensive wins above replacement. So he gets almost as much value out of his defense 
as the Cubs do out of his offense. And that's the mark of a player who's going to be valuable for a long time. Because even if one of those things ever were to falter, they always have the other one to back them up. And that's the mark of a consistent producer. But the Cubs have another player on this team who they signed over the offseason, in fact, to an eight-year, $184 million deal, who's also been that kind of player who would give you value both on offense and on defense. And this season, well, he's brought it on defense, but on offense, Jason Hayward has been really a colossal disaster. He's hitting 227 with a 298 on base percentage, a 316 slugging percentage, and a 613 OPS. Those numbers are well below average, especially for Wrigley Field being the home park of a player, which is thought of as a relatively hitter-friendly park. Jason Hayward has an OPS plus of 66. Now, if you're not familiar with OPS plus, basically think of 100 as an average player, and anything above is above average, anything below is below average. So with a 66, you could think of Jason Hayward as being pretty well below average. There are not really very many, if any, everyday regular players who put together that low of an OPS+. And that's because the Cubs are relying on his defense for just about everything. For the purposes of this season, though, is Jason Hayward a guy you can count on in the playoffs to give you some offensive production? I don't think so. The Cubs have another player on their team, and this is the last guy that we're going to focus on in today's episode. They have another player named Jorge Soler, who was very much hyped when he first came into the league. And for a good reason, too. In his rookie season, although he probably didn't have enough at-bats for it actually to be considered his rookie season, but back in 2014, when he first came into the league, Jorge Soler... In about 100 plate appearances, a little less than. Jorge Soler at 292 with a 330 on base percentage and a 573 slugging percentage. These are almost Chris Bryant numbers. This is this was incredible at the time. But over these last couple seasons, you've seen flashes of that same kind of power that he flashed in 14. But it's been much more broken up. He hasn't been nearly as consistent and he's really struggled with the strikeout. Over the course of his career, he has 738 plate appearances, and he struck out 200 times. 200 times. Now, that is a lot. That is a very much above-average strikeout rate. That is probably one of the highest in all of baseball. So when you look at Jorge Soler, as much as I think his raw power shows you something that he could be in the future. Jorge Soler, for 2016, is not a guy that I would count on in the playoffs. He's not a guy that you can really count on to get you that big hit. And I know I've said that about a lot of players. The Cubs have a lot of players that, although you can't really depend on them, you can't count on them to shoulder the offensive weight, they're still contributors, right? Jorge Soler is still an above-average offensive contributor overall. And although you'd love to see him take down his strikeouts, he's still having a pretty decent season. But when it comes to those big boppers, when it comes to the anchors of the Chicago Cubs lineup, what these 
struggles that they've had recently have revealed is how easily this team can falter when Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant aren't at their best. Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant today went 0 for 7 with a walk and three strikeouts. And the team was only able to put up one run. And I think that's something that we as Cubs fans need to be very aware of. Because this lineup depends so much on those two guys. They've got some great supporting cast players like Ben Zobrist, like Wilson Contreras, who's been solid, like Dexter Fowler, who's had one of the best seasons of his career, especially in the first couple months. But I think we need to be aware of that come October. Offensive production is not a given. And if Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo aren't at their best, the Chicago Cubs as a whole can't be either. Thanks for listening to today's edition of the Curse Reversed Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jesse Friedman, and you can connect with the show on Twitter at at curse underscore reversed. I'd love to hear what you think. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes where you can subscribe and leave a rating or review. I really appreciate your comments and your support. Thanks again for listening, Cubs fans, and we'll be back with more tomorrow about the Chicago Cubs.